It's time for us to present something to you that we feel strongly about. Tick, 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 Get up, I must come down Can't get the bells to stop ringing To the dance floor That's why you're here I'm here cause I love to play You don't come, I can't play And I love to play So, watch your bass bin The bass bin DJs would like you to meet Jace the one-man army behind some damn adventurous music. Part philosopher, part punk, part old-school raver, Jace is a walking encyclopedia of musical knowledge. His sonic explorations and unique approach to creating drum and bass has seen his work released on labels like Metalheads, Dispatch and more. Jace's pathway hasn't been traditional by any sense, and his musical beginnings started in a very humble and familiar way. Started playing drums through high school, and that kind of turned into drum and bass sort of later, towards the later end of high school. And I was mainly drawn to the precision of it, the, especially the drums, being that it was, you know, gridded, edited in a way, but because they were using kind of funk, funk breaks or amens, it sort of had a real drum sound still, but it was so precise that I was quite drawn to it. It's almost like my heart was beating at that pace mm. already. And I was coming from listening to bands like Korn, The Chili Peppers, um, Rage Against the Machine, where they kind of had a hard edge. Um, not so much the Chili Peppers, but the Chili Peppers are coming from a funk background. Mm. And so, like, coming from listening to stuff like that and then being exposed to drum and bass sort of around 97, as Techstep was emerging out of, you know, Jungle, it, it was kind of had a darkness to it as well that at the time was quite appealing to me. So how did he get from a traditional band set up into producing DMB? It was a trip down into a basement record store and a little Dutch courage calling him in the right direction. But I, I bought a few records and I still didn't know what it was. I built up the courage to ask him, talk to him behind the counter because I was just a kid. I was like 16 or whatever. Like talking to the record store guy was kind of like, you know, a bit nerve-wracking. But one day I was buying some records and I sort of just said to, to the guy behind the counter, I was like, where do people go to play this music or listen to this music? Like, and he said, and he just pointed to the hundreds of flyers on the counter in front of him and he said, pick one. He's like, these are the all ages parties. You know, if you want to risk buying a ticket and getting into a, an 18 plus club, go to any of these parties. And that's literally all he said. So I picked up a bunch of flyers and me and my friends went to, you know, oh, it would have been 99, I reckon. 
went to some parties at the MFI warehouse in Claysbrook. Yep. The rest is history. With life getting busy and his music career taking shape, it wasn't until he started to digitise his record collection when Jay started to explore the drum and bass and jungle that he fell in love with in a deeper way. Listening to that music again, it was kind of just a cool experience. And I sort of went through the process of like searching for that music to add to playlists or whatever so I could listen to, to it again. But not, not a lot of it existed, like on Spotify or um, even YouTube. Like there wasn't a lot, a lot of stuff on there. So I sort of went down the path of um, recording all of my vinyl collection over the course of about eight weeks. And it took a long time. And obviously doing that, you have to listen to it from back to front um, in real time because um, you're not ripping a CD like you're recording a vinyl collection. And I just really fell in love with it again, like through the course of those couple of months recording the collection. And um, I just opened up my laptop one day and I had a version of Cubase on there from 10 years ago. And I was like, here we go. And so that day I did this loop, maybe sort of an intro and drop, and I, I'd sort of been cataloging my journey on Instagram of recording my vinyl. And I posted this clip of this thing I made on Instagram, and someone was like, hey, we'll put it on. You want to sign it? And, um, because by that stage, the Instagram had developed this kind of snowball, like this kind of following, this daily following of people, oh, I love this record, oh yeah, I remember this, you know, it was kind of, you know, getting a bit of a discussion going. So that kind of fueled my love for it even more. I was like, yeah, there are people that like this music. From there, Jay started to explore the drum and bass sound and apply his own musical experiences to his productions. Before long, Jace's music getting the attention of Amp TC1. And in a surprising move, he passed it along to another drum and bass icon. I never really had the conversation with Amp, but I guess the goal all along was when I made, had made that conscious decision to write my own solo work, I guess the goal was metalheads. You go, well, if I'm gonna write this style of music, I'd like it to either go there or at least ramp up to a place where maybe I could get there. You know, he heard barely functioning, it hit me straight back and was like, got a bit of a head vibe, do you want me to send this to Goldie? And I said, whatever you think, do whatever you want. If you think you'll like it, by all means, sure. And, um, he got back to me that night and, and said, Goldie loves the tune. You know, what's your phone number? Um, he's gonna give you a call at some stage. I was like, sure, no worries. And um, the next day I went off to work and, and while I was at work, I got the call and it was just a, a spin out, a real spin out. From a conversation with Goldie, this little known producer from Perth somehow, someway, had just managed to get his music on the radar of one of the longest lasting and respected labels in the genre. Jay says he was surprised at their trust and commitment. The fact that they were willing 
to sign music purely based on what they were hearing meant so much and still means so much. And the fact that they they just didn't care. Like where a lot of labels like have to look at the numbers of things, you know. To put a record out isn't free and certain labels require a certain not just a certain standard but a certain profile of artist in order to be able to continue and I it, it was really re- not refreshing but just exciting that these guys not just that I admired but that are arguably the tastemakers of the genre over decades were interested it, it just spun me out that they were interested With the music already signed to Dispatch, Jace found himself in the middle of a battle for his tunes between two of the biggest labels in the business. But then a few days later, he called me again and he's like, this tune, man, he's like, what what are you doing with this music? Like, what are you, what's going on? Like, I said, I told you, that's already, that's already sitting with Ant, that's Dispatch. Gonna be a Dispatch release, he's like, I think I need to talk to Anthony. And I said, oh, please don't, like, please don't, you know. He's like, no, don't worry, me and Anthony are like brothers. I was like, I don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers whatever. After a little back and forth, Goldie's approach and creative personality resonated strongly with this producer from Perth. Got to a point with making music now where you kind of sort of don't attach any expectations to anything because it's more about the doing of it that is the reward. And I think everyone gets to that point at some stage. Even having a conversation with him and the way that he saw music and art um, kind of changed the way I felt about music. And, you know, he said, you know, you've got a tune here and, you know, it's up to you whether you do more. If you do more and we like more, we'll do a record. Drum and bass for Jace is just a format, a medium, and his influences stretch back to a time when the future champions of drum and bass looked outside of the genre to push the boundaries. And I know there's a lot of guys in the past over the last 30 years, and it kind of essentially started out that way with moving shadow heads, um, uh, good looking, where it was kind of a the jazz of electronic music almost and there was a lot of that kind of influence but and then throughout time there's been some metal influence and a lot of hip-hop and reggae influence but it's more been in the sound or the the very basic compositional structure of what makes those genres those genres but like I kind of like the idea of going even deeper and not just making a drum and bass record that might have some jazz influence, but like actually using the patterns and the the compositional structure of those genres within that context. So what's next? Jace has been caught in the middle of a bidding war between Dispatch and Metalheads, signed a number of singles and EPs, But don't worry, there is plenty more on the musical horizon for this Perth producer. 
the long-awaited dispatch EP, which is all finalised and done. Just Goldie's not going to steal this one? Well, this is the original, <laughs> man. This is the first... These are the first tracks that are from, you know, me starting this path. It'll be kind of an interesting release, that one, because the first two Metalheads EPs and this Rebel EP are all music that was made after the music that's going to come out of this batch. So it'll be exciting to see that one come out. Even with a genre that's been around for decades, Jace says there is still plenty of room to expand the scope and soundscapes of the genre. Literally, there's so many unexplored things in drum and bass that you, you can adapt like and and turn into your own thing like if I open some of the projects I have and showed you like and was that from Phil Collins or is that from whatever like you no one would ever know but like sometimes your snare's just not right so you have to go to Susudio by Phil Collins and steal that snare out of the intro and put it in there EQ it properly and all of a sudden your snare works like there's a million things you can do, but like, it's about being open-minded and just stripping the limits back. Would Jace have made the move from live music into drum and bass earlier if he knew the level of success his music would find? Jace says, for him, he measures success differently and doesn't have to look too far to find inspiration. Coming back to drum and bass after all these years and having kids in the mix has been everything. It's the biggest inspiration. My wife and my two kids strip music out of it. If I was an artist painting, they would still be the inspiration. Like, because you see the way they do it. They don't care about it. They don't consider themselves artists. They just are. If you get the chance to see Jace in action, you definitely need to. He's considered new school, but also wants to revive and showcase the best parts of early rave culture hoping to escort the next generation of punters and producers on their journeys too. This Perth producer has been marked as one to watch by us, the Basebin DJs. Until next time, this is the Basebin DJs signing out.